We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We've got big fab bidding this weekend with Jeff Erickson winning all the fab bidding. We've got a uh, big uh, Dodgers Padres series and a lot more base- baseball to talk about. All coming up next on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Happy Sunday night, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I am Scott Jenstead. Joined as always on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. If you could please rate or view the podcast, we do appreciate that. If you happen to be uh, watching us live at the moment, feel free to uh, chime in with any comments or questions you may have. If you're listening to us on the audio version, we obviously appreciate that too. Jeff, it's uh, it's July. This season, uh, I, was, I was talking with, I think it was Rob Silver. I was like, I, this season, the first three months of the season, it seemed like it's flown by more than other seasons. Uh, maybe that's because uh, we had some teams doing well, but it just feels like with the with the lockout we had, everything was compressed, and all of a sudden we're in July. The season's halfway over. I feel like it got here quick. Yeah, it did. Uh, I'm glad. Uh, it's it's nice that we're, you know, we, we keep in mind we started a, like a week or two later. Yeah. So that makes it seem like, but we're at, if, for some teams, we're officially at the halfway point yep. to 81 games. So uh, that that has something to do with it there. Uh, but yeah, it, it it's flying. It is more fun when your teams are more competitive. Now I'm not quite in striker range, uh, but I am competitive in one of my leagues. So that's good. Uh, you know, you know, I, I'm surprised I haven't been permanently replaced by Toby uh, in, on the Sunday night podcast since he's smoking me in the, the league, the Vegas league, but uh, you know, Hey, yeah. And it's long, funny. Long, I, long ways to go. My better of the two main event teams keeps losing people and I keep getting better in the standing. So I don't know what's going on there, but that's, uh, that's my Bryce Harper league. Jeff, we call that excellent managing. And yeah, that's, sure. That's let's go doing. with that. Yeah. You know, you're an expert for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, let's, we're going to jump into fab. There's some interesting names this week, but let's, uh, let's talk a little about baseball this weekend. That, uh, that Dodgers Padres series, especially today was pretty wild. I mean, they, the Padres came in, you know, kind of nipping up the nipping at the Dodgers heels and the Dodgers win the first three games. It was like, 14 of 15 or wherever it was like the Dodgers had just owned them go to the ninth inning uh Dodgers leading one nothing Kimball comes in gets one out takes a line drive kind of off his back or his like tricep um stays in the game um and then Luke Voigt hits a high fly ball left field that he stood and watched for about 45 seconds and hit the top <laughs> of the wall Gavin Lux didn't really play it well but like he hit the top of the wall like you can't really blame him too much for that one just kind of drifted on it then I think Eric Hosmer made him pay and then uh then Kim hit a home run to, to make it four to one I kind of feel like the Padres season was kind of hanging on the balance of that ninth inning. Like if they get swept there, they go five and a half back. They know they can't beat the Dodgers in their head. Um, I think that's a really big win for the Padres moving forward. I know it's only July, but it felt like a pretty big win uh, as, as big a win you could have in July. Yeah, it is. Uh, and it, it, it revealed a couple of issues with the Dodgers too. And namely their bullpen is one. I mean, losing Daniel Hudson for the season, I think yeah. is really uh, emphasizes that they got to have a, a kid role. That's right. And, even before he left the game, he was kind of struggling in this one. Uh, and he's had a couple of other shaky outings. Uh, Bruce Dark Gratterall, I don't think was available tonight, but he's someone that I, I was put, he, I put him in my waterfall after uh, the events of tonight uh, because I don't really trust too many other arms in that bullpen right now. Yeah, I put him in mine, and then I lowered him down the waterfall after Dave Roberts had a quote that's like, "We're not moving Kimber out of the out of the out of the closer job. That's not even a consideration." He's no, and I, it so. shouldn't be right now. Yeah, but. I just think it's something that, yeah, he may say that now, but if he has like two or three other similar outings, he may be forced to make a decision at some point. Yeah. Although the, there was the year that Kenley struggled. He never went away from him really either. I think he's pretty, pretty loyal, but 
I mean, Kimbrel's what? He's, he's a four seven eight ERA now after today. Granted, you know, relievers can get that bumped up, but you know, he's yeah. three eight one going into today. His but his whip is it went up today, but his whip before today was one four, and that's the big thing for me is he's he's walking guys, not quite right. the like twenty twenty walking guys, but walking guys getting up hits. Um, K rates down about eight percent from last year, still really high. It's thirty four percent, but swing strike rates down five percent from last year. So like. He's still really good at a lot of these things, but he's not quite the 2021 Kimbrel that we maybe we thought had like kind of found it and bounced back after the rough 2019 and 2020. If I'm a Dodger fan, like uh, I just kind of feel a little nervous every time he comes in. And I don't know if that's uh, you know eye test or stat test, but I just don't really feel comfortable every time he takes him out. I I I I, I might have even said something similar to that, you know, you know, earlier in the week. You know, it's just he is very. Uh, uncomfortable out there on the mound. It's just, you don't have that sense that it's game over. Now, Dodger fans, I think, are a little notorious about feeling that way with Kenley, for that matter, too. Uh, That Kenley was way better than they deserve. But uh, Kenley's also hurt right now. Well, Well, hurt. He's got the irregular heartbeat. When Eric Gunny doesn't blow a save for three years, maybe you get used to guys uh, not blowing saves. But yeah, it's... uh, I don't know, like in a playoff game, like if one run, it's, it's three to two and you're coming against a good team, like right now, I would not feel especially uh, especially great with uh, with Kimber with Kimball coming in, but maybe he maybe he writes the ship, maybe he figures it out. Uh, do you think the Dodgers make it? They got to make a trade for a reliever here at some point in the deadline, right? They got to find somebody that just kind of. I, I think almost it. every contender is going to trade for a reliever, though. That's yeah. the thing. I it's mean, true. You, you saw Roldis Chapman yesterday, and he, he's still throwing balls and it doesn't yeah. trust his fastball. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what, as a Clay Holmes manager in a couple leagues, I, that that was that felt pretty good watching that. Every, every ball made you feel just a little bit better, right? Yeah, uh, it really did. And he just doesn't trust that fastball. Uh, that's the thing that really was noteworthy to me. 3-2, I think he was throwing breaking pitches every time and missing. I mean, he just didn't he didn't want to throw the fastball in it when a, in a in a moment where he had to have it. Which is so wild for a guy that's pretty much lived on being able to throw a fastball by anybody whenever he wants at any time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he bought a, at the very least he bought home some time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and every time he does that, he buys you know buys homes another another series or another half week or another week. And um, you know, if you have Clay Holmes in the league, I think that uh, you know you, you obviously you're going to start him no matter what. But I think you feel pretty good that the next at least week to ten days is is still Clay Holmes territory closing games and. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like, like you said, every time Chapman uh, has a has an outing like that, maybe it pushes him to the seventh, eighth inning for a little bit longer. Yeah, and even before that outing, they said they're going to go seventh, eighth, and ninth for Chapman for a yeah. while. I liked seeing that too. Yeah, I mean they they want to win games. They're 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 what at thirty six games over five hundred. Uh, at some point, they can kind of you know maybe put their foot off the gas, but not in July. So they they still got to win games. But it's funny you mentioned the Yankees. The AL East is wild. You've got four teams right now. They're in the playoffs. I, you know, with the new expanded three wild cards. Um, do you think there's any chance the AL East can stick with four teams? Because right now the the Rays are would be the would be I, I guess they're a half game behind the Blue Jays, but they'd be ahead of Cleveland. They'd be ahead of. Uh, Seattle, Chicago. Right now, the 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 at least we have all three of those walkers. It might, might be tough moving forward as they all play each other, but yeah, um, it's hard to it's hard not to think that they have four of the best six teams in the American League. And I don't think like Tampa's going eighteen and one against the uh, Orioles this year either. Yeah, that's um, true. The Orioles aren't the same pushover that they've been in previous years. Yeah, uh, it's a speaking, but it's a big week for the Rays. Uh, they took three out of five from Toronto in Toronto after losing the first two. They won the last three. Yeah, you know, pretty big rally there. Uh, they got their bats. Uh, bats came alive in that series. I think that was pretty big for them. They needed that earlier in the week. They, you know, they had the Pirates, so you know that worked out pretty well. Uh, I think it was the Pirates, or maybe that was over the weekend. That was over the weekend. I, I take that back. But yeah. point is, they've started playing some slightly better ball after a really rough June. They're starting to get better. Wander Franco homered over the weekend. They needed that. Um, it's you know it's a long time from being over, but they also know that they have. If they get to the playoffs, they get to the wild card situation. They got McClanahan. Yeah. And that's pretty huge. And Boz yeah. is looking pretty good. You know, that that they if they can get the luxury of setting that up, they could be in pretty good shape to have a one two punch there. Who uh who throws a <coughs> one game playoff for either Boston or Toronto? It's gotta be gotta be Manoa in Toronto, right? I think they want Gaussman, but it'll probably be Manoa. Yeah, I'd probably go Manoa, but that it's a good point there. I wonder Or oh, they want Barrios, actually. Is well, what they I think want. that I think I think Manoa and Gossman are ahead of Barrios in, in that I Well, for right sure. Now. I agree, but I think that's what they want. And it's still half a season left of things. It results to change too. Is Boston if you had a better Boston Pavetta, Chris Sale, Nathan Evaldi? Uh, I probably it's Pavetta right now, but I imagine in their dream scenario it's Sale. 
Yeah, uh, I know the the momentum is picking up. I think I think they're talking one more rehab start for sale, and then we're going to see him. Uh, and as long as everything goes fine there, and I think it probably you know it, it went really well last time. So a lot of momentum picking up on the Chris Sale bandwagon there. Are yeah, you going to be? Are, do you have him anywhere? I I do not. I was not drafting him. I just thought you know I thought it'd be July, and it is July, and I just thought that'd be too long to wait. He was available in some leagues. I just it never was in a spot where like you know I can I can sit this for four weeks. So. Right. Um, I, I, if you have him right now, you, that could, this could be a really nice, like eight to 10 weeks. If he's easy help with them, that's, that's a game changer right there. Yeah, it is. It really is. But uh, no, it should be fun. Interesting. Uh, someone was talking about uh, a trade in the chat, uh, Mookie Betts and Kyle Wright for Francisco Lindor and Aaron Nola. Jeff, what, uh, what side of that do you like? That's an interesting, interesting deal right there. So we'll see what Mookie does. I mean, I think that if you get pre-injury Mookie, look, look at it. Look good today. Had two doubles. Pretty good, pretty yeah. good. Although I'm a little nervous about Wright. I mean, obviously, I think it's a big downgrade in pitching. I mean, Nola, I think he's very underappreciated how good he's been. Yeah. He's got like a whip of like 0.9, I think. Uh, a lot of strikeouts there, too. Uh, so I think it's a pretty fair trade. Um, I think if, if obviously you're taking a chance that you can handle the hit on the pitching side. Yeah, uh, no, Nola's uh, K rate's twenty nine percent. Walk rate is three point five percent. That's a pretty, pretty nice. K, yeah, pretty nice K minus uh, K minus walk right there. That is interesting. I like the I like trades where uh, you can't obviously tell who the winner is off the bat. Right. I'm a little bit worried about Kyle Wright too. I have Kyle Wright in the main event. Um, I almost sat him last week. I ended up using him. I was glad I did because of the win. But he's kind of on that you know later later half of starts for me. There was a while there where he's just automatic. I throw him in. Obviously, he throws he throws twice this week, so I'm gonna start him for sure. But um, there have been a, a few little blips there that I mean, you kind of expect. I mean, it was a, there, there's a reason he was, uh, you know, an inconsistent to a guy in the 20th, 28th round or whatever he was drafted in. But uh, been really good. But, yeah, it's interesting if he can do it for a full year. Guys have good two, three-month stretches. Be interesting to see if he can uh, kind of uh, kind of keep it going the rest of the way because uh, he's been great so far. Yeah, he has. Let's look at uh, let's look at week fourteen a little bit. Uh, we got a lot of games this week. There are some teams with eight games, a lot of teams with seven games. It's a really really active week. I think you were tweeting. There's four teams that don't play tomorrow. Is that right? Yeah. So there's fourteen games tomorrow. I mean, how does, it's, how does that happen? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I we we this is something we are. This has been our soapbox earlier. Every team should play on right. the Fourth of July, Memorial Day, and Labor Day. Agreed. Uh, and they don't. Uh, because it's a Monday uh, this year, I guess. <coughs> but uh, I was joking. Tongue in cheek. State of Pennsylvania hates hates America because neither the Phillies nor Pirates are playing, nor the Angels or the Yankees are playing tomorrow. Howsomever, the how Nats. Do they, how do the Yankees not play on Fourth of July? Of all teams, come on. Reasons? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it, it is. It's it's pretty weird to see that. Uh, however, the. Uh, the the Nats are playing like at like two in the morning our time. Oh no, it's a, it's like eight o'clock. Uh, they they've been doing that now for the oh last. Oh my few god! Years. I thought you were kidding. It's actually eight oh five a.m. Yes, it's eight in every Fourth of July lately. It's been doing that, and then it's a DC wow. thing. Then they you know you're free to enjoy your day. Um, uh, I guess that makes a little bit of sense. I suppose. Yeah. Wow, you're, Philly, you would think would be a Fourth of July team too. Sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, you're right. That, the, the, the Phillies and the Yankees, like that, that seems wild to me. Eight oh five a.m. I guess uh, what I'm, what you're telling me is I need to set some lineups tonight. Yeah. After you revel in your winning bids, go set your lineups. Don't wait till tomorrow. Uh, agree. And there's there's games. There's two games. At, three games at 10, uh, 10, 10, 10, 10 35 in the morning Pacific time too. So it's gonna be it's a fun day. There are games all day, but in terms of setting fancy lineups, it's just a bit. Uh, a bit confusing and a bit tough, but uh, make sure you kind of get it in and adjust as we as we go here. But uh, some good uh, offenses offenses to look at this week if you're streaming some hitters this week. You play in daily leagues. Um, I really like the Braves this week. Four home against St. Louis, three home against Washington is a really nice schedule. Uh, the Astros probably the best setup. They uh, they have uh, they have uh, home games against Kansas City and Oakland. That's uh, that's pretty nice pitching right there, Jeff. I'd like to. Uh, their pitchers are on fire. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, the Astros are just on fire in general. Jeremy, Jeremy Payne is a beast, by the way. I love that dude. Yeah, uh, walk yeah, off, walk off home today. Yeah, yeah, me too. I was, and then he came back and then ran into Jordan, which was a uh, a tumultuous uh, like half hour for me, Jeff. I have uh, Jordan and Jeremy Payne on main event teams, so that was a uh, that was a like I can't believe two of my players ran into each into each other on a fly ball. So I was uh, yeah. as I saw the collision, I was uh, I was ready to uh, I was ready to turn off the TV and run away for a while, but. Uh, both guys are back. Both guys off the uh, off the. Uh, I guess they were on concussion for a few a few days. on Jordan and uh, Pena was fine, but uh, walk off home run. I you know it's always good to get synergy when Pena hits a home run to walk off and gets Ryan Presley the win. Yeah, 
yeah, that, that that's always handy. Um, and nice, yeah, nice when the fancy clubhouse works well together. I like I like when yeah. you have some some friendliness there. Yeah, twenty strikeouts today for the Astros pitching staff oh, against the gosh. Angels. Twenty. Wow. Framber, yeah. I think, struck out twelve in a row at one point. There was a point in that series. I think it was Friday and Saturday. Trout was zero for seven with seven strikeouts. Yeah, and I think his first ten a- abs in the series, he had nine strikeouts, which is. He, this is he's had like two really awful stretches this year and, just and then some ins- on fire yeah, stretches say, insane fire the rest of the time but yeah, yeah he's had some some spots where you just can't i mean but that's many strikeouts that's that's wild right there yeah he, isaac moore just mentioned that he picked up odorizzi uh odorizzi gets two starts this week he's the one pitcher on the asterisk because they're going six-man rotation yep. very dicey to see this though i mean they upset the apple cart when they're pitching so well right now yeah. It sounded like they played it as maybe Verlander needs a a, a day a, a day longer rest, so they kind of they piece it in there. But yeah, it's I don't know what they're going to do because they got Odorizzi back, but there's none of their five guys they could sit right now. Like they right. they couldn't have they couldn't have put Odorizzi in for someone else. They could have put him in a bullpen, I suppose, but uh, maybe six man uh, a few times through works out. I mean, they're they're up about a hundred games in the AL West. So well, like that's that just what I was going to yeah. say. They they can they can afford to do that. Yeah. There is no one that's coming close to even remotely giving them any trouble in the AL West. No. Um, yes. I mean, Seattle and Texas are around 500. And then uh, the A's are not 500, Jeff. I don't know if you'd seen any standings in the last uh, three months or so. Um, yeah. I was, I was, I've been doing that parallel R Reds, R A's thing all year. I mean, the Reds had a 10 home game losing streak uh, that they <laughs> broke today. So, uh, woo. Uh, the yeah. Reds are significantly still better at home than the A's are at home. That's that's really hard to do. But, the A's uh, are the A's. You, you won't believe the A's record at home if I told you. But you won't believe it if I told. It, they're they're it? they're eighteen and twenty seven on the road. So you know, bad. But you know, whatever. Nine games under. They're eight and twenty eight at home. Yeah. Wow. That's tough. I mean, the Reds had had a stretch of mediocrity earlier this year in May. So um, what? <laughs> I the love, opposite of I love white a stretch red, of mediocrity is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I think they were purple hot or purple purple tepid. Uh, but that's his. Uh, good question in the chat room. Uh, Justin Mason asks, uh, when is Scott going to spend his fab money? Well, we're halfway through the season. I've got 500 bucks left. Isn't that about the right math? Yeah, right. I think that's that's exactly it. Right. Uh, as, we'll, as we'll talk about later, I tried to spend it tonight. I try, I went pretty big on, on Vinny Pascantino, uh, bid 184, and got outbid. It would have won it in, I think, a majority of leagues. Not every league, but uh, a pretty good chunk of leagues. And uh, got outbid there. So, uh, yeah, I may spend it at some point. But if uh, if not... Um, if I can win the league and have some left over, I'll, I'll, I'll hold that over Justin for a while anyway. So that'd be fun. Um, other good schedules. Uh, Dodgers are uh, three home against Colorado, three, four against Chicago. Uh, there aren't a lot of Dodger hitters you can pick up, but that uh, should be a good week for Dodgers offense. White Sox too, three against Minnesota, four against Detroit. Um, I think we see a lot of, uh, a lot of runs this week, Jeff. It's uh, there's some, there's some nice matchups for some really good hitting teams. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. Uh, and I think we're, uh, yeah. And I think the ball is just flying out now. It's actually cooling down here in Southern California a little bit tomorrow. Uh, yeah. It's like 85 as opposed to the 95s we've been getting. But, you know, seeing that ball carry uh, yesterday was, uh, you know, was in, I mean, that Voight ball you mentioned earlier, that yeah. ball just. Lux looked like he thought he was under it, like, what, 15 feet in front of the fence, 10 feet in front of the fence. And yes. he's just going back, back and it hit the top of the wall and. Now, I think that might be just him misplaying the ball. It's entirely possible. Some of that, but it, it definitely, definitely carried. Although Luke Voigt thought it was 550, so I, I, don't know who, I don't know who's right in the, he, in the mix there. The ball is still rolling away uh, down the track, and Voigt refuses to move off segments. Nope, just not going anywhere. Nope. Jeff, I'm not kidding. That's a triple for you, for sure. Yeah, I think so, for too. Sure. Yeah. For sure. And you've said you're not fast. That's the only reason I said that, but – um that was i could it's still I could, rolling yeah i thought I, I could make it to third by now the funny thing was they showed the angle and he was not at third and i thought it's because he was going home like i thought it i was thought like, he had already scored yeah i was I mean, like i must be inside the park home run because there's no way why he wouldn't be on third and they scroll and he's standing on second base just kind of chilling there i was i was cracking up yeah uh just ridiculous just ridiculous um, yeah, no. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, let's get, let's jump into fab since, uh, our friend Justin Mason asked about fab. Um, yes, I do plan on spending it. Uh, yes, it's been frustrating to not to get outbid on some people, but, uh, I am nothing if not stubborn. I tend not to, uh, super overbid on people, although I probably will at some point, but, uh, Vinny Pascantino was the, was the big bid this week. Uh, Jeff, he was, uh, he was available everywhere. He was at 0% uh, rostered in the main event, 0% rostered in the online championship. Um, so one of those guys that, you know, got hot in minor leagues, he was great last year, got called up, um, but he's available everywhere. So every league could bid on him. 
Uh, you want him in both your mains. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm fired up for you. I think he is uh, really, really, really good. And I liked him more as the day went along. I kind of got, I obviously knew who he was, saw the home runs, you know, saw him get called up and all that, follow that. But as I dug yeah. it deeper in the numbers, I think he's a really legit good hitter. I think so too. I, I love the strike zone control. Um, I don't love the Kansas City lineup, um, but I, I do like that he's batting in the middle of it. I like that they cleared the runway for him. Yep. Uh, and I, I needed power in both my mains, especially. My pitching is actually pretty good, pretty good at least. Uh, so, and I'm, I'm like replacing like, you know, uh, like Brandon Belt uh, or like Michael Franco. Uh, is, is who I'm placing. So the bar is pretty low. I, you know, I can definitely improve those spots. Uh, so it was worth it to me to go a little aggressive. I honestly thought that it would go a little higher. We, you and I were texting, and I, you asked like, "What did you think the average winning bid was going to be?" And I said like 223. And I, yeah. but then I, I did the keep them honest like 149 and 153. I'm, I'm jealous. I was 184 in one of them, and I was the backup. I was a little lower in my other league. Um, I have a lot of offense in that league, so I wasn't. I, I still had, had a bid in the triple digits, but I was I was the backup there too. I lost him to uh, to Dave Potts there. I lost him to uh, in the other league. I lost him to Mister Moose on Twitter. He was uh, he was talking about that in the uh, on Twitter. He went two eleven. Said he was waiting for him. Said uh, he was worried he was going to go in three hundreds. Riley Green went the three hundreds in our league. So did Nolan Gorman. Um, so it was only two. It was two eleven. Um, still pretty high. I saw I saw the range was pretty wild. It was down to the lowest was fifty three. I think there were a couple of bids uh, that won him in the 300s, but it looked like maybe uh, maybe 170, 180 was kind of the, the average uh, winning bid in there, which is kind of where I was, but just didn't work out there. But I, I do think he's good. And the, the key, you mentioned you need power, but like you look at his batting average. This is a guy that he struck, he walked more than he struck out last year, or this so far this year in, in, in AAA. Uh, and then he walked more than he struck out last year in AA in 2021. So yeah. I mean, you got a guy who's hit for power, but also hits for average. Like this is a really good profile. We've seen a lot of rookie hitters come up and struggle. That's the one thing, you know, that can happen, you know, first time through the order or through the, through the league, you know, sometimes it's really hard to hit major league pitching, but um, these guys are just a really good hitter. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him. I think it's going to be, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun and I'm glad you got him. Cause I think it'll be a fun guy to have in your team. Yeah. I got him in four leagues. Uh, the four, the, the NFBC platform. In fact, all four that I got him on a uh, bit on them in uh, there's one I didn't cause I didn't think I needed him. Uh, but I actually did kind of reverse. I should have bid less in online and in yogurt because as I, you know, you know, the two mains, I, I had a pretty good dialed in price and I was kind of a little more rushed on right. the other two. And okay, I'll just bid a little bit more to make sure. And I didn't need to. So I over overbid there, but better to overbid and get your guy than to, you know, put a token bid and not get him, And then you really could have used them. So. Yeah, someone mentioned the chat, you know, got burnt by Josh Lowe, couldn't chase any more rookies. I, I think the one difference with Pascantino is that there's a strikeouts. Like, I just think that uh, the, the the complete lack of, of Ks throughout his history in the minors, I think, just gives him a better floor than someone like Lowe, who, you know, who struck out in the minors and also came in the majors yeah. and struck out a ton. Uh, this time up has not been much better. He had a really bad week again. Um, I dropped him in a 12-teamer. I just uh, – it's hard. I think at some point the Rays are going to have to not give him – Everyday playing times, you know, Kiermaier came back, Paredes is hitting. Yep. Um, I just don't think Josh Lowe fits in the in their first nine right now. Uh, agreed, and he didn't start today, Yeah, uh, to your point. So, uh, and, and Lamonte Williams, I get your point about rookies. I get it. Yeah. Um, we've, had, we've had a lot of that this year. I mean, yeah. and you can you can go back to Kelnick last year and earlier this year. We've had a lot of guys. I mean, even, even Bobby Witt hitting 230. Like, he's on pace for a lot of home runs, lost on bases. But, um, you know, Julio Rodriguez the first three weeks was really rough, and then obviously has been insane since. But – We've seen a lot of rookies the, the first uh, month or so really struggle. And if you if you watch Julio, though, closely, you know he wasn't getting the calls. Yeah. His plate discipline was good then, and he held firm on that, which I love seeing. Uh, Jeremy Pena did has been just fine, by the way, as a rookie. Uh, more than just fine. So it, it can happen, but yeah. <clears throat> I get the reticence, especially when we look at, like, maybe the AAA guys and, you know, the quality of AAA pitching right now that it might be down. Right. Um and it might, it's just harder to hit for average in baseball right now, too. Yeah. I mean, look at Juan Soto. And, we, you know, Matt Sims was asking about his injury. But uh, Soto's struggling this year because, he, you know, he's. I think he's getting impatient. He's trying to expand the zone just a little bit. Their, but, lineup, their lineup is brutal, and there's no reason to throw him strikes. But, yeah, I mean, I didn't think 226 was in Juan, or Juan Soto's possible outcomes. Like, I just no. – I would be like a rough year for Juan Soto. Maybe he hits like 255. Every, everything goes dead wrong. Juan Soto hits 255. Like 226 is is just, and it's we're we're halfway through the season. It's 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 crazy to me. I never would have predicted that. 
But you're you're definitely if you're drafting, I mean, he's not going to drop that too much down, right? He's only going to draft drop a couple of spots if you're redrafting to now today for you. How low would he go before you would take take the plunge on him? Um, probably like. I'm trying it's hard to think all the guys in my head, but yeah, probably like pick 12, 13, 14, somewhere in there. So that's, that's actually a little bit lower than I would have thought. I thought yeah. maybe like seven or eight. So, um, I, yeah, think I, I think I'd probably have like three or four pitchers in there mm-hmm. and then, uh, yeah. And probably five or six hitters. Yeah. Probably like 12, 13 for me. I just, that lineup is so bad. I think that's, that's, rough. A, that's an issue. I mean, he's got 33 RBIs and that's just, we talked about, you know, a lot of the home runs and with, with, with nobody on base, you know, a lot, he went a long time for you to run with the guy on base, but it's, uh, it's 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 rough there, but I want to talk about Julio Rodriguez for a second, just because he came up. Yeah, of um, course. Thirteen home runs, twenty stolen bases, forty-four runs scored, thirty RBIs, hitting two seventy-three. Um, dude is twenty-one and just absolutely crushing. He's on pace for like a a twenty-five forty season. I mean, it's just a that's a fantasy freak season right there. Yeah. Hard hit rates almost fifty percent, forty-nine percent. Barrel rates thirteen and a half percent. Um, his strikeouts are up from the minors, 28%, but we see that a lot, and that's probably going to come down too as he gets better. And I tell you what, this dude's just just all world. Um, there you go. There's the question. Would you draft him or Soto in a redraft right now first? Right? It's not an easy uh, one. Yeah. I mean, Seattle's lineup's a little rough too, and yeah. it's a lousy ballpark to hit in, uh, and he's still doing this. That's – it's it's pretty 20, amazing, and yeah, you know 20, the running. 20, the running is the key. The twenty steals is huge, massive, yeah. massive. I mean, I mean he's, he's no he's, John Birdie, but he's, <laughs> damn it, you beat me to it. <laughs> yeah, it, but he does other things too. John Birdie is just absolutely the, a hero. There's no other. There's no other word for the man. I. It's gross that I I don't have him anywhere, anywhere he, at all. He has been. I am on both main event teams. It has been just absolute. It just gets crazy. He gets caught stealing today. I'm all bummed out that we didn't get a steal. I mean, it's just. It's like three or four steals every single week. It's crazy. I, I can see your article and in and in it, it's gonna be striker secrets there. Uh, but writing <laughs> yeah. about John Birdie, uh, no doubt. So uh, if you didn't get Vinny, um, the next guy down, everybody was uh, looking at Derek Hall in Philadelphia. Uh, Twenty home runs in uh, in the minors uh, so far this year. He was absolutely mashing uh, in AAA. Came up, hit two home runs his first game, hit another one the next night, uh, hitting fourth tonight for the Phillies. Uh, obviously, with Bryce Harper out, you know there's a hole in that lineup against, especially just right-handed pitching. Hall's a big, big lefty. Um, I think he's like what is he six something, two thirty-five, big dude. Um, but a lot of power. Uh, were you in on Derek Hall's kind of a one B to Vinny? Was he slower down for you? Where was it uh, there? Um, it, it was not anywhere close because I think okay. he's, I think he's Brian Lehair or he, oh, you know, wow. which. I think he's or you know Frank Schwindel. I don't think he's anything that he's a Mister Right now, not a Mister Right. Okay. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to get on base that much. I don't think he's going to hit for average. He's got great power. He's legit in, in terms of the power. Uh, but I think it's it's you know he's a port in a storm. He'll be useful for a while, okay. but I, I wouldn't count on him in the long run. I think he'll uh, get solved by pitchers a lot. I like the fact that they did him in the middle of the lineup, and that's a lineup that's got a little bit of a punch to it. So I think uh, you, he's going to come up with guys on base. Um, I probably I didn't like him anywhere near as Vin as much as Vinny, but I probably liked him a little bit more than you. I was in probably the the forty to fifty range. My bids on him, just you know, needing some pop. Um, he doesn't strike out a ton, which I liked. He was at a you know twenty percent in AAA this year, twenty one percent last year. So not like a twenty eight, twenty nine percent strikeout guy, which I you know, thought he might be when I started digging into the numbers. But uh, yeah. I like him. Um, you know, obviously he's uh, you know caught fire this this weekend, and who knows what happens. He was not in the Vinny range for me, but uh, I do like him a little bit, especially with Harper probably gonna be out uh, you know two months. Uh, there is a spot there for a lefty bat that they need. Yeah, and I, I'm probably being a little unfair. He twenty percent strikeout rate. He was re- completely repeating in the level though. And he's, yeah. you know, as a, as a 26 year old in triple a, okay. That's, that's not bad, but I, I, I don't, I still say the comparison to Schwindel holds good. He's taking, he's got it. He's getting an opportunity. He's taking advantage of it. Good for him. I'm happy. I hope, I hope he, it's a good story. If he does stick around in that lineup and, for a while. And 2021 Frank Schwindel <laughs> would work too. Yeah. I would yeah, take it's not, that. It's not necessarily, it's not necessarily a bad thing you're saying. Yeah. I, I just, I had too much. Maybe it's because I had so much exposure to Schwindel this year. And feel like I got I burned myself. Good, uh, good stat in the chat here. Uh, Joey Gallo struck out more times in June than Tony Gwynn struck out in the last three years yeah. of his career. That is, that, that is a great wild. stat. Uh, and Brian Lahare. Okay, so I'm I'm burning myself on this one though. By the <laughs> way, guys, because the year that Rizzo came up, 
Yep. I was third overall in the main event at the all-star break and Brian LaHare was playing every day for me. And I was like, oh, okay, I, I, I got to steal there at first base. He barely played in the second half. He's, he collapsed and all that. So I was, you know, it was the whole team went into a slump. It wasn't just my fault for not replacing LaHare quicker, but I was a, a, I was a hair slow on replacing LaHare. 13 home runs the first three months and three the last three months with Brian LaHare in 2012. That was uh, yeah. Definitely a fall off a cliff season there. Uh, what other bats were you interested in? I, I thought that uh, an interesting one was uh, was Joey Wendell in Miami hitting second today. Uh, Jazz Chisholm is on the IL. So, uh, you know, spot opens up for Wendell. is always one of those guys, you know, multi-eligible position. Almost always hits for average. A little bit of pop, a few steals. He feels like a, uh, a nice piece for me, at least for a little bit here, while, while Jazz uh, recuperates. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not bad. It's just, the question is like how long, you know, the thing is he was like kind of locked in for a while and then got hurt and then got yeah. hurt again. I mean, he, he, he can run, he can run. He's got a little tiny bit of pop too. I mean, he's a poor man's John birdie, but uh, he can qualify at different positions. I like it. I like him. I think he's useful that right now. Would you drop Andrew McCutcheon for Vinny? Uh, Jeff, uh, someone's asking in the chat. For Vinny, yeah, I uh, I actually like McCutcheon. He's uh, I do too. Yeah, speed power combo right now, but uh, yeah, I think the I think the the floor is nice. Vinny, I think the upside's pretty good too. Uh, I, I like Cutchin, McCutcheon, but I w- I'd go Vinny on myself. We do like to call him McClutchin. Uh, uh, Tim and I do on our team. We yeah. have him in a, uh, on one of our two mains. So we I like him. I have I him, too. but um, I, I would prefer Vinny. I, I feel like choose. this was a this is a week of offense, like guys coming from um, either being DFA'd like Jonathan VR or uh, coming out uh, coming 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 back from the aisle soon. We got Eddie Rosario, Kyle Lewis, Tyler Naquin uh, near Reds. Uh, Mitch Hanniger is going to be back soon. Uh, I've been kind of trying to figure out which one of these guys to stash and when to do it. Um, I picked up Rosario last week and then I dropped him this week for for Hanniger. I like the upside of Hanniger more, and uh, you know a week closer on Hanniger. He probably is not till the All Star break, but I. I think it's a difference-making bat, but uh, is there any, any of these guys coming back that especially interest you? I feel like this was kind of a week where there was a lot of you know guys with zero at bats this week, but you know had some roster ship and coming off the aisle that might make a difference for us in the second half. I think it's funny this, that the Angels got Jonathan from VR uh, because he's better than Tyler Wade. That's his campaign slogan. Uh, but and, and he let off today, of course, because the Angels yeah. um, didn't really. That, by the way, that lineup is horrendous. Yeah. I, I flipped on their box score today. The bottom half of that lineup is so putrid. I didn't, I couldn't even know what to say. I Because I, I was looking to see if VR was playing and where he was hitting. The bottom half of that lineup is a bunch of guys that like, hadn't even heard of a month ago. We got, uh, yeah. We've got uh, Stefanik, uh, Renhifo, McKinnon, and Harrison were the bottom, bottom four. Like, I think that's Monty Harrison from the Marlins. Obviously, I know man at Renhifo. McKinnon looks like uh, Noah Syndergaard, the only reason I know him. But like, that's a brutal bottom half of the lineup for the Angels. Well, it was funny, like a week and a half ago, McKinnon was batting cleanup and like, oh, that's his first major league hit. And like, <laughs> why is he batting cleanup? Right. Um, but yeah, it's just, yeah, it's the Angels are just such a weird team. They, so uh, good at the top and so got awful at the rest of the way. I mean, um, and they've been a little, unlu- I mean, they've been unlucky. You know, Rendon was unlucky. I, 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 I like that. I like that they went after him. Uh, but at the same time. Yeah, it's just it's typical Angels luck. It, it is. Um, anybody else offensive wise? Did you look at any catchers this week? Uh, Michael Perez <laughs> off the three homer game. Um, I I got back in on some Danny Jansen, a little bit of Carson Kelly. Uh, he had a couple home runs this week. Um, I was in the Ryan Jeffers business before, and I finally got out of that. It was uh, it's been really bad. And I well, it's funny. Have- I dropped Jeffers in the main also, picked up James McCann. Okay. I should have punted on Jeffers probably two weeks ago. And I think I did in one spot and kept him in another. It's been, I'm like, kept like, Oh, you know, the barrel rate's good. He hits the ball hard, but he just doesn't hit the ball very much uh, or often. So uh, I finally jumped out of that, but uh, it's, uh, it's been rotating with catch. I'm hoping to stick with somebody, but uh, it's been ugly there. Uh, anybody you like there? No, I mean, I got, I liked McCann uh, enough that I put more than a minimum bid, which was funny because I could have gotten him for one. Uh, but you know, he's, playing most of the time on a team that's got a great offense. So I kind of, and he's had his moments where he's been pretty competent at the plate before too. So thought he might be someone that's, you know, he was a permanent better solution than Jeffers. Who's got the bad thumb. Now that's the reason why we, I, we, I finally yeah. cut, cut the cord on Jeffers. Uh, Perez was in my waterfall. But yeah, go ahead. I, I don't know too. As I was looking at catchers, Max Stassi was available in the leagues over 90% rostered. So I'm like, I wonder what Max Stassi's done lately. 
Jeff, uh, since June 1st, Max Gassi has scored zero runs. The only player in baseball that qualifies over 70 plate appearances has not scored a single run. Oh, oofta. 24 games, 81 plate appearances, 70 at-bats, zero runs. That is, I don't even know how, how do you not like get on, he's been on baseball, you know, he had 12 hits and 11 walks. It says a lot about the Angels laps, it says a lot about him. Uh, that's an impossible stat that I came across. I laughed because the second lowest guy is Matt Duffy, who has uh, 69 at-bats, 72 plate appearances. He has two runs in that stretch. So the Angels offense is uh, firing on all cylinders here. Just They just struck out two more times, even though the game was over. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's 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 a, it's really bad. Matt Duffy. I mean, how's he getting sixty nine plate appearances? I mean, it's just it's uh, it, it's it's tough in Angels Land right now. Uh, what about starting pitching? Um, it's again a tough week for uh, starters. Uh, we've talked about it. You know, the hitting's been really fun and fab. Starting pitching has not been very fun. Um, looking this week, we got like Braxton Garrett. Miami has two stars. Johnny Cueto, an old friend, has a couple stars. He actually has not been bad. I've, I, I have him in one of my main event leagues. I've just kind of held him. Haven't used him a lot. But uh, you say Kikuchi has two uh, coming off a good start. Dean Kramer in Baltimore has been really good. But you're kind of always waiting for the blow up. What were you doing in, with starting pitching this week? Because I found it, uh, I found it a rough go uh, once again. I was going like this. I was holding my nose, yeah. trying to type in a bit at the same time. It was very awkward, but uh, especially because I'm stuffed up right now. So I made it even more awkward. But, uh, you know, I uh, I got Kramer and Yogurt. I got Jordan Hicks as a $1. Like, let's see what happens with him sort of bid. We'll see if he, he gets stretched out again. See if we got something there. If not, we'll move on. Yeah. Uh, Kikuchi, I had benched in a couple of leagues last week, so that was fun. Uh, you know, because after taking all the pain, I then, you know, missed out on the the good one this week. So, you know, whipsawed myself on that. It one. was it, it was against was it Pittsburgh? He faced someone bad, right? Uh, he he did it against Tampa. Oh, he did it Tampa. All right, well, not. Well, they, haven't, which, they, haven't, they haven't been pretty bad in been pretty yeah. bad too until yeah. this weekend where and they turned it around yeah. all of a sudden. But uh yeah, Zach Plesak has two starts. Uh Mont Williams uh mentions hat in Detroit and Kansas City. That that's as good as it gets. I had him on our list to talk about here because he's available in a lot of twelves. Uh, are you buying in on the on the resurgence at all? He's been really good the last uh I guess I call it five starts, giving up zero, one, one, three, and two starts in there. It's just it's hard. He's got to be good with the, with the ratios because the strikeouts are not there. He's got a 17% strikeout rate. Um, his strike, <laughs> swinging strike rate's under 10%, which is uh, you know lower than lower than it's been since 2019. XERA is 594. Um, this is a guy that scares the heck out of me, but I admit yeah. has been good and has been has been usable for about a month here. But I just I always feel like that seven earned run start is around the corner. I acknowledge that he has been good and I will not take a chance on him. So Detroit KC though, you're right. That is uh that is as nice as it likes. I mean, unless, I've unless rostered sneak, worse before yeah, and taking unless chances. Can, on unless it. you can sleek Oakland in there. It's uh, that's pretty much as good as it gets right there. Uh, it's my kind face. of peak hypocrisy of me to say, I'm going to take a chance on Dean Kramer in his, in his starts, but not right. take a chance on Zach Plesak in his too. Dean Kramer is home, Texas home angels. So that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good on paper uh, setup yep. right there too. And, uh, again, another guy that, you know, every time I look, I'm like, I just know it's coming. But, you know, these people that have started him the last three or four starts, they've gotten all those starts banked. And, you know, if they get a blow up, it's still going to maybe, you know, work out okay because they got all the good ones. But uh, sure. I was a little scared to jump on right now. Uh, my favorite guy is actually in your neck of the woods, uh, Cincinnati, uh, 73% rostered in 12. So still available in spots is Nick Lodolo, who's coming back. Um had a really good, uh, good, good stint of rehab starts. Uh, obviously, a guy with the the pretty big ups. I think we talked about him last week. Is one of someone like you know this, the time to stash is now. The starts aren't the best on paper. It's uh, you know oh, that's good. We got a question right. I talked about it's it pretty good. Um, yep. Met, uh, home against the Mets and home against the Rays. Obviously, home is bad for Reds pitchers. That place is really tough to pitch. It'll likely be warm there. Uh, I'm throwing it, Jeff. I think that uh, we're at the point where. My eighth and ninth starters are usually really a little sketchy every week. You know, maybe it's a, a half closer. Maybe it's a guy with a, a pitcher I like with a bad matchup or maybe a pitcher I don't like as much with a good matchup. Um, but with Lodolo with two starts, I like the strikeouts a lot. I figure I'm going to get some of those either way. And I like him enough that I'm using him for the, for the two-step coming off the IL. Yeah, um, I worry about how long he's going to go into the game in his first game back, and it's against the Mets, so – by the same time, I, I've kept him this whole time in yogurt. So I'll probably – I'm, I'm going to have to consider using him because I don't have a whole lot of depth there. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe the talent and the talent. I, I'm starting to, you know, obviously have issues with the organization in the ballpark. Uh, <laughs> yes. 
pro, you know, I'll get back to you, but uh, I, I think I, I was telling people to pick them up and stash if you could, yep. although it's a two-stepper, it's hard. You know, here's the thing. It sucks when you can't use a two-step at, at in your home ballpark. I mean, that's like, what what are we doing here, right? It, why are we rostering them if we can't use them in two starts in your own ballpark? But uh, the I, circumstances uh, are a little different here because it's Lodolo. I, I like him enough that I'm uh, I'm throwing it. Uh, it's, yeah, there's some risk in there pinching in Cincinnati against those offenses for sure. Um, I think I'm gonna get strikeouts. I think he's gonna pitch well enough that the ratios will be kind of a uh, you know won't kill you, won't uh, won't help you. But I think the strikeouts will be nice. And uh, you know, with the Reds, you're probably gonna get two wins out of that, right? Oh, sure, <laughs> for sure, definitely. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe not there. Uh, let's jump into some relief pitching in Fab. But first, a note from our sponsors at the Blue Wire Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thank you for indulging us on those with the with the sponsor. We appreciate uh, Blue Wire for that. Uh, Jeff, relievers. We haven't had a lot, but it got a little interesting this week. We've got uh, Kenley Jansen uh, on the IL with his uh, this heart related condition he's had in the past. Um, sounds like that he's going to be uh, going to be the minimum stay. Last time he had it, it was like eleven or twelve days. The rules are different now. It's a fifteen day IL for pitchers, so he has to be on there for two weeks. But uh, did you uh, did you uh, d- dive into any any AJ Minter, any um, Will Smith at all? Uh, you know, hoping for maybe a week of saves from a pretty good team in Atlanta. I did pick up the fresh pinch. Fresh Prince of DeKalb County uh, with uh, one of those two – or Cobb County. God, I, I was going to say – I was about to say good uh, county knowledge, but yeah, you have it's it. Well, it's Gwinnett, actually, now that I think about it. I thought and, they went into – was Cobb the old one? I no, Cobb, I, I think, think – Cobb might have been the old stadium. I Fulton County is where Atlanta Oh, you're right. Stayed. That's right. Um, I know that because I was County actually – built it right next to it. That's right. Yeah. I, and Gwinnett is where the AAA team is, so I think I might have been right the first time. Uh, you know – Hordes of angry Atlanteans are going to be uh, after me for getting their county wrong, but uh, we'll see. Uh, Cobb County is the correct answer. Cobb it is. All right. Um, I did get Will Smith. I think they'll both, he and Minter both will get them. Minter has actually had a better year. Smith had two saves last week and Minter got beat tonight, uh, today. So yeah, maybe Uh, it might just be for this week is the, the tough part. Yeah, so, I, I thought it was for this week too, but I, I leaned Smith also. I think if I was going to go pure save guess for this week, I think I'd go I'd go Smith, and that's uh, that's who I bid on uh, where I needed some saves, just because I you know a week of saves on a good team is is is, is a real thing still. Yeah, uh, and there really wasn't a whole lot of else to go bid on there, relief pitcher wise, unless you unless uh, you're in that one alien league where Jeron Duran was not rostered. Uh, I don't I don't trust any other Minnesota reliever. Griffin Jacks is a good pitcher, but I don't trust his usage. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you that because obviously Emilio Pagan um, he absolutely exploded the last couple of weeks. Uh, luckily, I had him on the bench this week and dropped him, but uh, I did have him in uh, in one of my main events. But I got him out of there. Um, yeah, what I, a I think, horrible week in Cleveland. Oh, I, he, I mean, it was like nine earned runs and two and a third innings between four outings the last two weeks. It was just brutal. Um, yeah. And they actually, uh, Rocco Bella came out and said, "Yeah, I had a chat with him, and he's not. He's going to be pitching. Uh, he's going to be pitching earlier in games, or when maybe we have a lead, is what he said. So uh, he didn't want to say." 
not closing, but I pretty much said not closing. But yeah, I think you're right. I think yep. that, uh, you know, Duran is uh, taken everywhere and I, there's nobody else I really was jumping into with kind of maybe to, to fill in for Pagano. I just, I'm not really interested in much there. Yeah. Did you do anything with the Dodgers? We talked, we hit that on that a little bit earlier. Did you look at any grad at all or Evan Phillips, someone like that? Uh, or you think that, uh, at least for now, uh, what what Robert says about Kimbrel is how he feels. Gratterall was in my uh, waterfall, uh, but uh, didn't get him. Yeah, I uh, I pulled him back and moved him down once I saw the, a couple of quotes and all that. And the Kimbrel was fine. He did only miss a few days. He did take that yeah. line drive off the uh, kind of the back and tricep uh, from uh, I think it was Cronenworth. I forget who it was, but. Um, there were some uh, were some injuries today, though. I want to hit those real quick. We talked about uh, Juan Soto earlier. Uh, he's dealing with a left hammy injury, um, left early on Sunday. Um, seems like one of those uh, day-to-day tightness kind of things, and they do play tomorrow. Uh, again, you mentioned 8 in the morning, so at least we'll know right away if, uh, if Soto's in the lab tomorrow. Yep, yep, definitely. Frankie Montas, uh, I got home today, flipped on the A's game, and Frankie Montas is not pitching anymore after an inning. And I was like, what the heck is going on here? I was hoping that he got traded, Jeff, but he did not. Um, sounds like he's got some shoulder tightness. They're calling it day-to-day. Um, I never believe day-to-day when I have anything with a with a throwing shoulder. Yeah, uh, you were hoping it was hug watch. It was not. I was hoping. Yes, I was hoping he was over there <laughs> hugging hugging Tony Kemp. And my favorite, I saw a tweet today saying, the A's may, uh, may be sellers of the deadline. I think that they might move Tony Kemp. And I was <laughs> Good I, luck. Yeah, Lou Trevino is uh, available too, guys. And uh, yeah, okay. I was like, Elvis Andrews, come on down. Tony Kemp seems really nice, but like nobody's trading for Tony Kemp. His hard hit rate is six percent lower than anybody else in baseball right now. Yep, good, good human being, not a good hitter. Agreed. Um, Xander Bogarts did leave today. He looked like he was like he was he was stealing a base. He got spiked. Uh, he left in the seventh with a, knee, a left knee injury. Um, we don't know much more about that. Again, it was a laceration. Way. Uh, needed oh, okay. eight stitches. Oh, um, wow. So, yeah, but uh, it, painful, but not a long term thing. Yeah, I, I think yeah. maybe just he just had to get it stitched up. Now he may not may not be able to play a day or two, but I wouldn't sweat it. It's not like I, I don't see this as a unless Ricketts and Scurvy set in. I, I think he's probably okay. Or unless he's Cody Bellinger, twenty twenty one, who had a cut and missed three months after that. Yeah, well, yeah, nice diagnosis there, Dodgers. I mean, right? Uh, yeah, from a but, from a laceration yeah. to a stress fracture. Good times. Yeah. Um, let's see. Ranger Suarez. I mentioned earlier, cause I was going to put him in for Frankie Montas went in the aisle with back spasms, uh, been a disappointing year for Suarez. If you have him in a 15 team or Jeff, are you finally dumping this? Are you holding, uh, you know, back spasms probably back in, in a couple of weeks? Uh, it's been a rough, uh, rough year from a guy who was a breakout last year. Yeah. Uh, he was never a huge strikeout guy. I mean, I think the thing is like, he was just so good over the stretch. He built in that loyalty. If you had him, and if you didn't have him, you probably are not really on him that much this year either. Yeah, I kind of fell into him in the, in one of my main event leagues, and I've held on to him. He kind of seemed like he turned a corner, then he you know didn't turn the corner after that. But uh, I held on him for a week. I want to see the diagnosis here, but I think he's uh, he's very much on my. Once I need someone or find someone, I'm I'm planning on dropping him pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, let's see, uh, Tyrone Taylor, who I think you and I both picked up in the main event uh, last week, went on the seven-day concussion IL. Uh, missed, I think he pinch hit on Friday and then missed the weekend. Um, so, and one of those ones you got to just kind of have to see. Uh, you know, that could be that could be seven days, that could be you know two three weeks. So we, you just never know with the with the brain injury stuff. Outfield injuries are just whack a mole for me, though. It's just that's the, we got him to replace Bryce Harper, then we lost Brantley, and we're waiting for Eloy to come back. It's just like, ugh, one of you just like. Eloy's probably coming back this week. Yep, yeah, that's, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, I, I did the same thing. I had Mookie Betts out, and I replaced uh, him with Tyron Taylor and Oscar Gonzalez, who's next on our list. Who oh. went on the ten day IL with a yeah. right intercostal strain. They say he's not going to do anything for a week. Um, I spent a decent amount of money on him last week. Uh, you know, he was like ninety eight percent rostered. He was available in my league. I liked the profile. I liked the power. I liked the fact he was hitting for average like this, play, playing every day. Uh, just didn't work out. But uh, I dropped him. And I just I didn't intercostal strains with hitters. I just I kind of want no part. It always takes longer than we think. Yeah, it does. It really does. Uh, got a question about another outfielder, Julio Rodriguez. We were talking about him earlier. You know, he's got a suspension coming up. He is vigorously defending himself on this one. Yeah. Uh, because he already he didn't even throw a punch. So he got he got he got two games. Yeah, he got two games. So what's it going to really get down to one? No, I think this is not actionable. You just write it out. And it's Julio Rodriguez. If he plays, you know, five instead of seven a week, you don't really care anyway. But I think he'll get it down to one, and I think he'll just pick a day where he's going to take an off day anyway and just serve it. Yeah, uh, maybe. Although it might be the principle of the matter. He may fight it to a hearing, 
But either way, I mean, unless they play five games in a given week, yeah. you're just going to you're just going to write it out. I, I, I maybe it, I I don't think you change anything here. I I agree fully there. Like the only way I if you're in a daily league and you hear he's going to take it, that's the only place that I would even consider making a move. I think. Yeah. Um, Garrett Whitlock in Boston's interesting. They're not an injury report, but a news report. It sounds like he's going to be uh, worked out of the bullpen when he does come back. Rather than starting, he's very heavily rostered in in most of these leagues. Main event, he's like, I think online I had him, he's like ninety five percent rostered. Um, I don't think he's rosterable really coming out of the bullpen. It's really hard to find ways to use him in a, in a twelve team and a fifteen teamer. I think you can kind of use the ratios, use the strikeouts, but it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to use him for the for the for the meantime. So he was one of those guys where there's a big disconnect between my optimistic projection for him and my roster percentage of him. I don't have him in there because I wasn't cons- I was I didn't know what his role is going to be. I didn't right. I actually didn't buy into him stretching him out as a starter. Uh, and I, in fact, had I known he'd been in the bullpen, I would have been more likely to roster him okay. uh, because thinking he he's, might eventually he's a breath away from closing. Yeah, that makes right. Sense. I mean, all it takes is Tanner Howe, you know, going on sabbatical, deciding he's not going to. I don't. Know, I'm, I was going to make some sort of joke, but point is, it you know, not getting the closer's job. Maybe they decide that Hauk's the guy. It's a multi-inning bulk inning guy, and they go back to Whitlock being at the end of the game. I mean, you could see that happening. Probably won't, but. Uh, he, he Whitlock's a very good pitcher. I like yeah. him a lot. I just I do don't know what his role is going to be. Yeah, and he's going to be tough at least for a while unless he finds his way to the, the eighth and ninth. It's going to be tough to like, find spots to use him in. Correct. Um, Seiya Suzuki in Chicago sounds like he's headed back to Chicago. He's done with his rehab stint. We'll be back tomorrow. How do you feel about Suzuki? Because the first ten days were great, and since after that, it was really really rough. Do you think? Uh, do you, you feel like he's uh, usable right now in a twelve or fifteen? How do you feel about Suzuki in terms of like do you do you deploy him this week? I only have him in one DC uh, way early that I got him when his pre- before his price started going up. Um, I don't think about him a lot. Yeah. Uh, it just hasn't been on my radar. Um, I, I didn't. And someone asked me about him last week and I went and looked and like all of his production was the first 10 games. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. He had like four homers. So, yeah. And it, that was it. And he still has four. And he's, he's been really bad since then. I think that uh, I think there's still a lot of talent here. Obviously he was really good overseas. So I think, uh, I think he's rosterable, but I might uh, I might want to watch uh, half week before I put him in. I think I don't think I'm starting him this week, but maybe put him in for the weekend. Yeah, I mean, it really depends. Again, the cheesy answer is it depends on your options. But if you need, I mean, of course. I I would prefer to wait if I could. Uh, looking, let's see who are the Cubs playing. They get uh, at Milwaukee, so they get Lauer, Gonzalez, Burns, and then they go to four games in L.A. So. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Lauer has been a shadow of himself lately. That's, I'm a little worried about Lauer. I, I have a lot of exposure to him. So, uh, but I am, I've been benching Lauer in some places lately. Yeah, I think I'm sitting Suzuki there. And then I guess he plays at LA. Uh, at LA over the weekend is not great either. Kershaw, Urias, and Mitch White. But uh, yeah, it might be a tough week. But uh, maybe gets those lefties. I probably, probably put him in there. But uh, it has to be again who you have there. Right. Uh, a couple of guys making rehab starts today. They went very differently. Jacob DeGrom uh, made his rehab start through one and two thirds, uh, had five strikeouts. Jeff, if I'm doing my math right, that means he struck out everybody he faced, which is uh, pretty darn good with throwing 100 in the bullpen. Um, I don't think it's a question of whether Jacob DeGrom is good. It's a whether if he can actually stay upright and, and pitch. And, uh, you know, so far, so good starting today. Uh, Marcus Stroman made a rehab start. Did not go well. He gave up uh, seven hits, five earned runs, and two and two thirds. Uh, five of the seven hits are ground balls, so maybe a little bit of a uh, little bit of defense there, a little bit of bad luck. But uh, Stroman said uh, pre-start that he thought it was going to be his only rehab start. He's going to he th- he wants to make his next start in Chicago. Uh, I'm guessing maybe the results today maybe make him make them think maybe he needs one more. Yeah, well, his next start will be in Chicago because that means because they're on the road this week. So there you oh, go. There you go. It was self fulfilling prophecy. There you go. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm guessing he, they, they have him go one more just based on that. But, uh, yeah, that's our news and notes. A few players I want to talk about before we get out of here. Um, it, we talk a lot in the preseason about stolen bases. You know, you have to find them. You got to get them. And you and I both preach, like, you know, see if you can get them, you know, piece together some, some 15, 20 guys. You don't have to take some of these guys. But you look at some of the the rabbit guys. Um, we talked about John Bernier. He's been great. But <laughs> Miles Straw and Jorge Mateo, uh, both hitting um, – Straw's hitting 137 since June 1st. Mateo's at 138 since June 1st. They both do have, uh, I think Mateo's got like 19 stolen bases. Straw has uh, less than that. I think he's got uh, 10 or so. I think it's so. still 11, right? Is 11. Uh, I think it's been stuck on 11 for like uh, a long time too. You're close to me. He's got, he's got 12, but yeah, same thing there. He must've just got one recently then. Yeah. Um, long national nightmare is over. Yeah. He got one Saturday. <laughs> hitting, yeah. hitting 196 with a 0.5% barrel rate. Uh, that, it doesn't strike out, but it hits nothing hard. 
it's a danger of these guys though. We, you know, you and I joked about me picking Delano Shields a few years ago and how I like, I panicked and I had to get a stolen base guy and like easy starting his leading up. He's going to steal. And these guys just have so much volatility because they can just, they can go in these huge slumps. They end up hitting ninth or they get benched. And it's hard when you don't do anything else and you need those steals. Like they just go, I mean, Milestar has 10 RBIs all year. Yeah. No homers. Um, he, he, and you know, he has 44 runs at least, but yep. you know, not as many, not as many lately either, though. Uh, and now he's batting ninth. Uh, at least Jorge Mateo has the ability to suck at multiple positions, so you got that going for <laughs> yeah. you. He does have uh, six. He does have six home runs, but still only twenty homers. RBIs. He only has twenty six runs, has nineteen steals. But I mean, that's two hundred sixty one plate appearances for Mateo at one ninety six. Like that is crippling. That is as brutal. That just kills your team. Mateo's a guy who has a little bit of pop. He's striking out thirty two percent of the time. He's just a bad, bad hitter. And when you get bad hitters, like they're going to lose playing time at some point, despite the fact they may steal a bunch of bases. Yeah. Well, in, in the case of Mateo, I feel like, okay, he's delivered you those 19 stolen bases, cut your yeah. losses and move on. I mean, straw, it sucks even more because he didn't even do the benefit of the bargain as much. Yeah. The 12 stolen bases in a half year is not what you, not even close. And though, and at least with Mateo, he was pretty much free in draft. So, you know, he went up a little bit late, but Straw was what, like a seventh, eighth, ninth round pick right in there. Like people were, that was the stolen base guy that, that was hot in the season. So he's been, he's been really rough. Um, Jeff, question for you in the chat. Uh, Dylan Bundy, Jake Odorizio, or Yusei Kikuchi, all with two starts week this week. What say you? Uh, let me look at who they're playing. Um, uh, Kikuchi is at, uh, at Oakland and at Seattle. Uh, Odorizzi is home Kansas City at Oakland. And Bundy is uh, at, at Chicago at Texas. I'm Odorizzi too. Like I think you, your chances of getting wins are really good. Those those matchups are really nice. Uh, coming off the IL, maybe is a little scary. So I go Odorizzi one, Kikuchi two, and Bundy three. Distant third on Bundy. Um, yeah, agreed. Agreed. I I had the two guys and then the distant third also. I agree there. He's just so inconsistent at Chicago. Uh, you know, I know they they don't have Eloy yet, but that's still an offensive. Of the ones we mentioned, those matchups, that's the one that scares me the most. Yeah, and of, you know the thing is too is don't overlook the Yusei Kikuchi revenge game factor here too. Um, Although sure. he's faced Seattle already one other time, also at home, but no, and I'm don't I'm being don't, silly. Dis- don't discount the fact that he's likely to throw no hitter against the A's too. You have to factor that in. All. Well, it, it is. It's in both cases. It's oh A's. Okay, yeah, right? yes. Yeah. Oh uh, Detroit, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Odorizzi may only throw five, but it'll be five scoreless uh, innings for sure, which is which is really nice. So, yeah. uh, it's funny you and I we we talk about so many players preseason, and uh, you know guys are like, who's going to break out? Who's going to be good? Um, Spencer Strider is someone that very few people talked about preseason. He was, uh, you know, yeah. he throws hard, but nobody was drafting Spencer Strider, at least in, you know, in redraft leagues, uh, he was not there. He's the dude has been awesome. He is fun to watch too. Um, throws gas. He had that one blow up start a few starts ago where he gets six runs to the giants. But other than that has been awesome. Uh, strikeout rate is 37.7% and he's kept as a starter too. Uh, but walk rates a little bit high, 9.6%, but not something that's going to kill you. ERA two eight seven, whip 1.01, uh, Dude's been fun to watch on a good team. Uh, you know, the best thing about baseball is like in other sports, you rarely have this where a guy kind of comes out of nowhere and just dominating and, and Strider, Strider's doing that so far. Yeah. And our definite definition of nowhere is weird too, though. I mean, and he right. was, cause he didn't get a lot of hype and draft pool talk, but he did have a great spring training. Yep. He was a first round pick. It's not like this guy is like, out, you know, was he so, really, I had him as a fourth round pick. I thought it was a first round pick, but I could be wrong about that. I, I had him in a score sheet league as a keeper going into this uh, year, but uh, yeah, I had him as a round. Yeah, you're right. Fourth round, fourth yeah. round out of Clemson. Okay, so I, I'm a little full of it as usual, uh, but um, my point is that there was some prospect hype attached to him. Yeah, but there had, was like, had one a very had one, good spring training, but the yeah. role was he was a reliever, yeah. and he had one AAA inning coming in. Like he had, he just he's been a Double A guy and. Yeah. Uh, he's just, I mean, he's a, he, every five days they throw him out and he has been really, he's fun to watch too. The mustache, yeah. the mustache is a, a good little, a uh, good little uh, side effect there, but it's uh, been fun to watch him pitch. He's been really good. I've enjoyed one of those guys that uh, when he, when he, when I know he's pitching, he's one of the few guys I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and watch that start. Cause Strider, but just fun to watch. And he did a pump fake. They, the Braves did a pump fake on us. Remember they thought, Oh, we're going to stretch him out. Yeah. And then we're not going to. And then they did uh, after like the big sp- uh, spending flurry. So all the people that held on held on to him through that stretch got rewarded, but I bet you people spent, dropped, and then had to spend again. Yeah, I think I might have been one of those in one of my online leagues. Uh, next picture I want to talk about. Uh, how's this for his last two starts? Fourteen innings, one hit, not one run, one hit. 
Uh, one walk, one earned run, 27 strikeouts. Uh, we're talking about uh, guys breaking out, and Christian Javier is every bit of that right now. Uh, 258 ERA, a whip under one. Uh, he's made 11 starts, 69 and two-thirds innings. A strike carry at 34.3%. We always knew he's a strikeout guy, but he's bumped it up. He, last year was 31%, and you know a lot of those were reliever, reliever reeling outings too. Uh, walk rates down. It was 12.5% last year. It's 8.7% now. Um the Astros did not need another pitcher to step up to make them any better, but uh, Javier has certainly done that and forced his forced their hand, so they, they can't take him out of the rotation right now. I mean, he's he's legitimately great. Uh, and, you know, the thing is, he was good last year at times, too. Uh, but he's he's definitely take, taken another step forward. It's interesting to see what they're doing to accommodate Odorizzi, but we mentioned this earlier that they can afford to, and it really does give everybody rest, including Javier, by the way. Yeah. Who doesn't have that many innings accumulated and probably couldn't go every fifth turn every fifth day for the rest of the season. Yeah. And they're going to, I mean, we mentioned earlier, they have a, you know, hundred game lead in the West. They're going to take some starts off from these guys, but yeah, Javier is fun to watch. I was actually, it was where I was doing something where I couldn't watch you guys listening to the game. He pitched Yankee stadium two starts ago. And yeah. the, I had the Yankee, I just read in the Yankees radio feed on. They were just, I think they were marked. There's like, nobody's pitched this well against the Yankees all year long. Like I haven't seen a guy like this. All season long, I mean, he's that dominant. They were just like pointing out the fact that he's just the best guy they've seen all year. Well, the funny thing is that whole series, every pitcher yeah. was just mowing down. I mean, the they Yankees were. have been on such on fire, and they they had two rallies, obviously. But in between that, their starting pitching was just mowing. Urquidy is a lot better yeah. right now than he was earlier this season, yeah, too. Yeah, I think he's had like three good starts in a row after being very, uh, very kind of up and down before that. Yeah, I mean, Urquidy was a guy that I was about ready to write off, especially because of the low, low strikeout upside he's he's yeah. he's gotten a lot better now yeah it's the question in the chat the astros are going six man rotation at least right now they're oda is pitching monday and they're pitching sunday they play seven games a week so they are going six man at least this time through and i need to kind of you know, see who's healthy see who needs a break and and kind of piece together from there but they are going six man uh, for right now um someone asked a question in the chat jeff uh, would you uh, would you drop adley rutschman or gary sanchez if you and if you had to uh sanchez probably uh, I just, I'll, uh, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, it, it depends on the f- format a little bit. If it's a points league, I might be a little bit more circumspect about dropping Sanchez, but if it's a roto league, you know, you're getting going to get crushed in the batting average with him. Whereas Rushman, I think has the higher upside. I mean, Gary's hitting 222. That's good for him right now. Actually. Yeah. Um, I, high, I just want, highest average in three years. Yeah. I, nine, nine, 34, 26. And Rushman already has 15 runs scored. I mean, I know he's not hitting for average right now. He struggled. I just get the feeling he's like one of these uh, other, other these other elite prospects yeah. where he's getting his feet, you know, he's getting his legs under him. He's, you know, he, whatever metaphor you want to use, but he's getting used to the major leagues and he's going to get better. Yeah, I, I think the format's a good call because if you need home runs, uh, you, you got to be Sanchez. He hit me a ton of power. Barrel rate's high. Hard hit rate's high, but strikeout rate's 28%. Rutschman's strikeout rate, as a rookie, is 18.8%. Really, really good there. Yeah. I think overall in a Roto League, I'd probably keep Rutschman also. I think you probably – we'll probably get to the benefit of that in the second half. Uh, I agree with you in a points league or, you know, maybe something where the strikeouts or batting average doesn't kill you. Um, he said it was head-to-head category, so maybe uh, maybe it becomes a little bit different. Uh, that gets a little bit closer there. Uh, but I think I like Rutschman for the second half, uh, probably yeah. just by a little bit, though. Yep. Uh, last guy I wanted to ask you about, Jeff. Uh, in Atlanta, uh, we talked about Spencer Strider. Uh, Ian Anderson's kind of been the other direction. He is someone yeah. that was uh, was pretty highly thought of uh, coming into drafts this year. <laughs> he was really good in his debut in 2020. And then last year, 128 innings, uh, 3.5 ADR, 1.23 whips. So not a guy that you know was winning a league, but really, really solid, solid innings. Uh, has been a disaster this year. 5.31 ERA, 1.52 whip, 76 innings. K rate's down about 4%. Walk rate's up a little bit. Swing strike rate is up a little bit, but 12.4%. Uh, what do you do with someone like this? Do you think the Braves think about uh, moving him out of the rotation? Do you think they uh, – what do you think they do here, you know, as they get uh, maybe some guys back? Uh, do you think that Anderson is someone that uh, could – they had Kyle Muller in, the, in, in AAA who's pitching really, really well. I looked at picking him up in some spots, maybe speculator that maybe they take Anderson out. But uh, how long do you think the leash is to Anderson, or do you have any confidence in him maybe turning this around a little bit? Um, I don't have a lot of confidence because of the walks. I mean, just that that's what bothers me. And even last year, he had 53 walks on 128 innings. That's that's not great. Nope. Uh, ERA estimators suggested he was running lucky. You know, Babbitt was like 261. Didn't match up with the, the hard hit rate. Uh, he was so good in the playoffs. I think we had some extra optimism. You know, he had some stretches even last season during the season that 
he's he's running good. He is a highly touted prospect, but and maybe he gets it down the road. But right now, I'm not that optimistic about him. Yeah, I think I'm in the in the same bucket. There was someone that I didn't really like at the draft price, and I don't really like it if he's dropped or anything like that. I don't not someone I'd be rushing to get right now. Last guy I want to talk about, Jeff uh, Emmanuel Clase is freaking awesome. By the way, that dude I, I, he kind of yep. had he had like a couple hiccups in in April, and if you're like, oh, you know, maybe last year uh, wasn't uh, wasn't that legit. Uh, since May first, he's allowed one run. He has uh, he has 19 strikeouts and uh, three walks, one or two walks. One of those is intentional, also. So one not intentional yep. walk against 29 strikeouts. Um, as elite and legit a closer as we have, you know, I, I think you, Josh Hader's one, Liam Hendricks healthy is probably two, but I think Clase is right there in the in the three uh, section. Hundred percent agree. Yeah, love him. I uh, I regret not taking him. I was between him and Bobby Witt in the main event in the third round. Um, I had Clase. Ryan pressing someone else. I'm like, yeah, I just get it. Cause I was picking 12. Like I just got a closer in the fourth round. It'll just work. And one of them will be there. Presley was, but uh, Jefferson Clause and Presley's pretty, eh, you know, not huge right now, but I'd definitely rather have Clause and wit kind of start to struggle a little bit. Um, I wish I just taken Clause and figured out the bat in the fourth round. You know, Presley kind of got it together after that meltdown in New York. He did. I was worried about it that start after that one in New York, but he's been, I think he has like four, four straight scoreless saves since then. Yep, got a win today uh, after pitching a perfect inning. Uh, That's 17 saves of his own. Thank you, Jeremy Pena. Yep, yep. Honestly, you're doing fine now. You know, you know, you know what the answer was. The answer was Clase and Presley is what uh, is the answer to that question, and that would have worked really well in the season. I don't think you're going to regret Bobby Witt. Uh, The the home runs and stolen bases are really nice. The batting average is a little low, but I I I love what I love Witt. I think he's going to have a big second half too. But uh, every time Clase closes, I'm like, oh, I just. Maybe I just should have gone with the more proven thing, but uh, Clase Presley was probably the answer, both of them. But uh, I think Whit Presley will work out. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I regret not having some Clase there. Yep. So, uh, anybody else you want to talk about anything else that's on your mind before we jump out of here? I think we've been pretty good. Uh, and I I've got two minutes to get some fabs in and labor, so I'll go ahead and do that. Beautiful. Take advantage you go. of our early start time. There you go. Good luck with that. I want to thank everybody, everybody for listening to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I want to thank everybody for uh, that, that weighed in with chat questions, weighed in, uh, watched us live, will listen to us on the audio later. We always appreciate it. Uh, there was a question there. I don't know about Mike Soroka's return time, but uh, I'm not overly optimistic about that. I don't think they'll take him Same. very, very slow with him. But uh, I looked and I have not seen much uh, since early June any any reports on him. But anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Jeff is at Twitter, Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jensen. We always see uh, talk baseball there and uh, hit us up with any questions or lineup stuff or stuff uh, you want to talk about there. Happy to answer questions always there. Anybody? Uh, anything else? Uh, let us know. But other than that, hope everybody has a really good week. Uh, we'll be back at you next Sunday night. Take care.